All right. How are you getting on? Are you well? Are you good? How's your granny? She's still on bloody Slack Messenger. Oh, my God. The attachments this broad is sending me. 8 p.m., I says. 8 p.m., this broad sending me PDFs via an attachment on Slack. Although this broad is so fucking old I'm seeing right now. And this is a different broad. She sends me carrier pigeons. This is a sort of broad... I sent her a text message like a good fucking red-blooded millennial. And this broad is sending me carrier pigeons. I'm going to call her a C-word. But I won't. Because I like her, man. I'm in love with her. But there's a problem. What's the problem? The problem is I send her text and she's so old she sends me carrier pigeons. And I don't read the messages because I think that they're tags on the pigeon's leg. You know, like when you see a swan in the park and it's got a tag. That's what I think these things are. So I can't read any of the messages from this broad old model. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, look, the reason that bit was so lame is I'm still riddled with COVID. <laughs> I'm still riddled. Sorry for peeking there. I'm still riddled with the old COVID-19. No, I'm not riddled, right? I'll tell you who wrote it. Um, Rod Little. I'm Rod Little with COVID right now. It's just so boring. It's just so boring. <laughs> I don't know. Come here to me. Look, everything's fine. I'm happy. Right? You can call me Frel, right? Because I'm happy. Right? Um, but fucking hell. Jesus Christ. It's so boring. COVID is more boring than someone telling you about a dream that they had where nothing interesting happened. Do you know what me and you had a dream? Me and you were we were inspired trying out that new uh, vegan chicken filler roll. You and me. What? Ah, uh, what? You op- I heard. <sighs> you looked at me, and your face immediately turned to static. That's the most boring thing I've ever heard in my whole life. Right? That's what COVID is, and the disappointment. The disappointment. It's like it's like eating a shepherd's pie. It's eaten. This is back in 1992, before we had those little schwarzkopf. Um, you know, flavor packets. You could just throw in some browned meat and make things taste nice, right? Back in the day when your ma was all like, I browned the meat. What else do you want? It's not raw, is it? Then eat it. You know, back when everyone didn't taste good at all, right? It's like eat, getting through the fucking shepherd's pie and then having a big fucking herd dollop just put on top of you. And you're like, what? What? What are you doing here? What are you doing here? You know? And do you know what it's like, actually? It's like coming home thinking... That you're going to tuck into a lovely microwavable Big Al, Big Al's burger, and a microwavable microchip, uh, and then finding out you're getting shepherd's pie, and you're like, "Well, you man, you can't do, you can't do this to me, you can't do this to me. Don't you know who I am? I'm the baby. I'm the baby. Don't you know that? I'm the special one. You can't do this to me. I'll call Childline. I used to threaten to call Childline all the time. I think it was even there was a lot of six six sixes in the number, and thought that was cool." I'll call the fucking devil and I'll get him to squash you out. Hi, Childline. Yeah, get this here. I wanted um, a processed Big Al's burger and a load of microchips. Man's after fucking slapping down a load of spuds and meat. So um, will, you, will you be kicking down the door? Do you need me to put on the latch? Or It's just disappointing. It's just disappointing, right? And people sending me, people saying, hey. Oh, hey. Uh, hey, look, not all bad, huh? Quarantine, huh? At least, um, at least you can probably watch. You know, you can probably watch. Why don't you rewatch The Wire? Sorry, with the greatest fucking respect, what planet are you living on, right? That you think I can put anything 
on that TV that is not a crudely CGI'd baby singing a lullaby. My son will only tolerate Row, Row, Row Your Boat. And guess what? It only has one verse. It only has one verse. And that's all he wants to fucking watch is Row, Row, Row Your Boat. And then there's other mad ones that are like, if you see an alligator, don't forget to scream. And I'm like, that, what you taught, it upsets me more making shit up. It upsets me more making shit up. So we're watching the same one on repeat. The pure one. Not the Coco Melon one. Uh, so the HSE, with the greatest respect, that I'm having, uh, with the greatest respect, haven't got a, I'm not swearing. I'm never swearing again. Haven't got a clue. Uh, but what to do because things are changing and there really there really is no living with covid plan there's a kind of a uh run towards covid and then run away like it's a little wave and you don't want to get your feet wet plan almost got wet almost got covid so there's no plan so i said what do i so hey what do i do and they said hey oh hey they said to me um which i thought was very familiar too familiar um and i said hey what what the fuck um do i do and they said, um, so, right, what you need to do is go uh, quarantine um, for 10 days from your very first symptom. And I'm like, okay, so I've had this head cold for about two weeks. Okay, great, so you should be done. <laughs> well, they didn't say that, but they said, no, well, it, it is from the first symptom. And I'm like, okay, but I'm telling you that my first symptom was two weeks ago. And they're like, okay. And I'm telling you that I got the PCR test and it came back positive yesterday. And I go, okay. So, again, I'm just going to check my manager there. Yeah, it's from 10, years from your first, 10 days from your first symptom. Okay, so let's go outside, will I? And I started licking lampposts. I, I wasn't careful. I wasn't careful. So now I... And then we called the HSC. I was like, what happens now? Son's f- technically finished, but he's... Yeah, he doesn't seem well. And it's just like, oh, yeah, you can go outside. And that doesn't make any sense either. You know what I mean? There's no plan. There's no plan. You know? Um. So I have not been watching The Wire. I've not been watching The Sopranos. I've been... Um, trying to just put my son down, <laughs> just put him on the ground. Say, hey, look, hey, look at that, look at this, look at this, look at this ball. Oh my god! But my 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 sales skills are out of whack, and he's not buying it anymore. He's gotten wind of it now. Um, so it's also meant I haven't been able to do anything. I've been able to, you know, I had did one Patreon podcast last week. Um, I was ill last uh Monday before, I, so I couldn't get this podcast out. But you know what? No excuses. So look, I don't know what this pod's going to be about. Maybe just me. Maybe just maybe put a couple of people in my fucking firing line. How about that? Put people in my crosshairs, my razor sharp comedy crosshairs, uh, and just give you some fucking scathing satire. I don't know what this pod's going to be about. Uh, it was meant to be this week, but I haven't had the time to research it because I have a literal monkey attached to my back at twenty four seven. It was meant to be about uh, the Hibernio conspiracy. Um, associate producer and researcher to the stars Ben Clifford unearthed some very interesting documents uh, potentially revealing a Irish-led New World Order so that'll be coming probably in two weeks time next week will be the um, ranking of the Late Late Toy Show where I rank all the children um, in order Um, (laughs) and uh, that'll be coming of course in a a couple of weeks Um, but today I think I'm just going to talk look about what's on my mind you know ease back into this softly softly catch a monkey and i would also like to thank the sponsor of this week's podcast the dubliner irish whiskey look can i recommend something you know mark jago mark jago my co-host of sexy beasts he turned me on to a very interesting uh christmas cocktail that he's been enjoying he's been enjoying himself a couple of irish coffees but guess what he guess what he's been putting in there he's been putting the dubliner irish whiskey honeycomb liqueur it is like drinking a sweet 
caramel coffeed Irish coffee. It's absolutely delicious. All you do, if you've got like one of those little pod machines, you'd put the coffee in and, you know, put a little shot of um of of, of the uh, the Dubliner honeycomb liqueur in there. Oh my days, mate. It is a tasty drink, and I want to credit Mark Jago for its invention. It is an absolutely fabulous drink. But look, they got loads on there. They got Dubliner Green Label. That's the one that has a hint of sweetness because it's aged in a bourbon cask. They also have their beer cask range, one of which another pal's been really enjoying. I've been giving it away. I'm doling it out. I'm the fucking father Christmas mate of Dubliner Irish whiskey. Um, and that's the, the old-fashioned one. I've been enjoying that myself. Uh, drinking it neat. No ice because it's chilly enough out there. Thank you very much. But they've got loads over on there. Check out the DLD.com. And also a handful of the Young Hot Guys calendars. A perfect stocking filler. Three sexy boys. Uh, all of the money, the proceeds going to Gay Community News. So if you want to be woke and you want to get a present for Christmas, uh, I highly recommend picking up one of those calendars. Anyway, let's get into today. Where I don't know what's going to be, but I think it's going to be fun because I'm in a funny, funny little energy today. On the Tony Campbell Shit Show. Enjoy. Oh, lovely stuff. Lovely stuff there. Um, so look, how are you doing? Have you got, have you got all your bits? Oh my God, have you set up all the? Have you set up all your Chris Kindles? Huh? My mom, <laughs> my mom changed the name of the family WhatsApp group so that she could, or we could organize the Chris Kindle. And her name is Carla, right? My mom's name is Carla, and she changed the name of the WhatsApp group to Carla's Christmas Club, right? And she replaced all the C's with K's. And I'm like, mom, mom, you can't be calling, you can't what every single C, <laughs> including Carla and Christmas and club, you've replaced with a K. You've changed the name of this group. From Carla's only fams, as my my brother, um, my stepbrother, called it, um, Carla's only fams, um, <laughs> and so it's been changed from Carla's only fams to the KKK. Essentially, I mean, it isn't, you know, it hasn't been abbreviated, but you know, I see it come up like, ooh. Um, so we've set up the Chris Kindle now. Um, but look, I'm only shopping Irish this year, guys. Please, I'm only shopping Irish. Please, don't even talk to me. Please, get out of my way, guys. I'm only shopping Irish this year, okay? I'm a good person. Yeah, hey, look at me. This is what a good person looks like. Going into Brown Thomas. <laughs> Buying a lot of Mac brushes. I'm only shopping Irish this year, right? Sorry, how much? No, no, that's fine. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm shopping, I'm shopping Irish, but I just kind of, you know, it's all for like 50% less online. <laughs> it's all for much less online. So that, nah, that's fine. That's fine. I'm a good person, so I don't mind spending um, 50 quid more than I didn't need to because I've seen it online. Just how I, how I even found out about the brushes was I looked at them online and I saw them for a price. And now you're telling me that they're priced. But I'm a good person, so yes, I will shop Irish <laughs> this year. No, no, you should. You should shop Irish. You should. I don't know. But should you? Well, you should. But I'm not feeling bad. <laughs> Look, I'm telling you right now. You've caught me in a moment here. I, there's no space in my mind right now for the guilt of not shopping Irish. <laughs> there's not. There's no space for that right now. I should. And I would, you know, prefer to if I can. But I'm telling you, if I end up not, and that guilt shows up, that guilt shows up on the back of a donkey, pregnant, and I'm the innkeeper, I'll be like, hey, listen. There's no space in here. Please, my wife is guilt and with child. I'm telling you, bro, you couldn't swing a cat in here. I'm the innkeeper. 
I'm a little boy, seven-year-old with a towel on my head in a nativity play. You couldn't swing a cat in here. But if you would like, your wife could lay down in the stable out back. It's not much, but it's a nice warm hay. That's where you can stick your guilt, out in the stable back in of my inn. You showed up here late, Joseph, right? You showed up here late. You didn't. There was no reservation, right? You showed up here late during the census. Are you mad? You're making me feel bad here, man. You actually just were. Just, look, but just because you're a 70-year-old who, 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 who banged up a young one. <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? Maybe if you were a better father and stop having to go at my trying to make me feel. This is exactly guilt. I'm not. There's no space for it here, right? Um, but yeah, you know, shop Irish if you can. I don't know what I want for Christmas, and so I don't want anything. When's when when is that going to change? You know, I don't. I can't believe I'm saying this, but like, I don't want anything. I almost had. I almost had like. I wouldn't say an anxiety attack, but certainly an anxiety flush yesterday, um, where I was filling out my KK, and, I mean, I was just looking at all the things that, of course, I want, but I'm never going to have the time to enjoy, right? And I'm like, what am I even doing? Why do I, why is the point of even anything? <laughs> you know, because like, I have time, I have things, I have things that I can use to fill the time. I can play video games. I can, you know, get on my little tablet and I can read comics. I have a subscription to Marvel Unlimited. All the Marvel comics are on there. I've been reading that. I've been really investing in my hobbies at the moment and I've been really enjoying it. So I have time for that. So it's the idea of getting another cellophane box board game that can just sit on my shelf and remind me that I'm not 23 anymore, right? And I don't know if I need that, so I was having a little anxiety thing, right? Um, and like, because of course I want, there's loads that I want, but I don't, it doesn't fit anymore, right? It doesn't fit within, having more things just to sit there doesn't fit, but I still can't, I still want, that's why I'm going to therapy, <laughs> because I still want, I seem to want, I seem to treat myself all the time. I want to treat myself when I'm feeling good and I want to treat myself when I'm feeling bad. And it, the voice is kind of indistinguishable sometimes in my head. Um, because, of course, I always, you know, I'm in a perpetual state of want, you know? People think it's some of the some Machine Gun Kelly, you know, MGK, I, I am weed, where, like, he's, Megan Fox says, hey, you smell like weed. And he says, I am weed. And that's when she fell for him. Um, don't, don't actually know if she knows that he fucking stole that from Salvador Dali. Sir, are you on drugs? I am drugs, he says, while walking his anteater down La Ramblath in Barcelona. <laughs> I am drugs, he says. Um, no, but I am a perpetual state of want. Um, I've realized now, and this is not even after a prompt from my therapist, but I realize now that if I actually just breathe and take a moment, I don't, I won't act on my urge to treat myself, <laughs> which is usually sometimes self-destructive, but certainly not good for the bank as well. Like the other day, oh my God, the other day, um, Terry, I was saying to Terry, here, we should watch The Mummy. And she was like, what, like the Brendan Fraser Mummy? And I'm like, no, we should watch the Tom Cruise Mummy, the famously bad movie that was meant to start a the Universal's dark universe <laughs> with Javier Bardem as Frankenstein. Johnny Depp as the Invisible Man. Angelina Jolie is the Bride of Frankenstein. And, you know, the Wolfman was in there somewhere. And Tom Cruise as a friend of the mummy <laughs> in the mummy right and she was like why would i want to watch that and i'm like because it's it it just shows it 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 lives in a kind of alternate dimension of what universal were trying to do what disney's doing with the mcu with all their monsters and it failed so publicly 
And it so brazenly failed after they had a photoshopped photo of all the actors together saying this is the fucking future of the universal dark universe. All the monsters know each other. And she's like, is it good? And I'm like, no, it's bad. It's famously very bad. And look, she's fine watching a bad movie. You know, she'll watch The Room or Fatal Deviation or anything like that. You know, so bad it's good. But when it's bad in that it doesn't hit the mark and it's, it leaves you unsatisfying. She's she's the same as me. She's like, we got two hours of an evening. You know, it's the same two hours you're freaking out over looking at your fucking Settlers of Catan wrapped in fucking plastic. Right. Why would I want to waste that watching a shit mummy movie? And I was so wound, not, I was so like wound up not getting my way, <laughs> not getting my way that I bought a book about Tom Cruise <laughs> on Amazon. I bought a book about Tom Cruise. I bought Anatomy of an Actor by Amy Nicholson. A book about Tom Cruise. And I'm not going to read it. I'm not going to read it. It's one of those big Fiden, you know, P-H-A-I-D-O-N, Fiden books, uh, where it kind of re- reviews 10 of his greatest performances. Um, and I love Amy Nicholson. She's a fantastic um, film reviewer and podcaster. And she does a podcast with Paul Shear called Unspooled and um, The Canon for Earwolf. And she's, you know, but it was purely out of, <laughs> I fucking need to do, it reminded me, not to liken myself, um, hey, not to be too much of a werewolf in that I don't want to liken myself to this man uh, in this regard, but it reminded me of a story Louis C.K. told uh, on Mark Marin. Um, and obviously, it makes a lot more sense now post all you know the allegations uh, about him. But he was saying, Mark Marin was, was slagging him off because he's famously very bad with money. Um, like, whenever he had money, he would, like, spend it immediately. Like, he'd buy things when he didn't have a pot to piss in and he said like he had I think he had done comedy in this club pretty much every day for like two weeks it was he'd gotten a big payout after doing a shitload of work in this comedy club and I think it was like maybe five thousand dollars or something like that and he had five thousand dollars more money he'd ever had in his life and he's walking around Times Square with five thousand dollars and he fucking has this urge to like treat himself so he goes into this um music shop and he's all like i'm gonna fucking funnily enough learn the saxophone he's like i'm gonna learn the saxophone <laughs> you know he's looking for some sort of satisfaction here he's got the money it's not done anything he's like why well, yeah he's gone in and spent and he, and he chats to this guy and he's like i'm trying to learn the saxophone he's like look we got a lot of beginner saxophones here but if you you know you really want to stand out with a saxophone this this is uh the best saxophone that we have this is you know Turns out it's the same amount of money exactly as he has, like five thousand dollars. It's like intricate brass and like pearl fucking like you know whatever finger things, you know. <laughs> I don't know the saxophone, you know, engraved brass and everything like that. Gets totally upsold. Spends five thousand dollars on this saxophone, and he feels nothing. So he goes into one of these, and there's a gross part of the story. Skip ahead thirty seconds. He grows. Uh, he goes into this like nudie booth. Where you look, where people look at strippers and they, you know, pleasure themselves, <laughs> and so he does that, and uh, he gets a stain on this like intricate, the intricate case of the saxophone, and he looks at the saxophone and his shame upon the saxophone, and he says, "On Mark Marin, he realizes that if he had just gone in there first, he wouldn't have spent five <laughs> five thousand dollars, because he has anxiety, because he has anxiety, you know." Uh, but just that idea that you know um, now I'm not the same mine is um, getting annoyed that I don't get to waste my wife's time with a Tom Cruise movie so I spitefully buy a coffee table book about Tom Cruise you know but um, 
But yeah, I think now I just need to get something that fits within my, maybe a Fitbit. <laughs> maybe so I can get a, a wristbound reminder of my inactivity. Um, maybe don't need a new notebook, don't need a new pen. Hang on, let's have a look. Let's see what the top gifts for men are this holiday season. And I'll see if any of them fit. So here we go. Esquire magazine. The 52 best gifts that'll impress any guy. I'm already impressed. Esquire magazine is a fabulous publication. Um, would you know what's mad? I used to have, uh, I, I don't know if it is, um, but I used to have a um, subscription to Esquire magazine. I didn't read any of them. I think I had one of those, you know those subscriptions you get like a pamphlet through the door that was like, please buy magazines again. Please. Uh, uh, you know, Three years for six quid. Just please buy a magazine. And I think I, I did that. Because um, I thought it would look cool if I had Esquire magazines around my room. Girls would be like, oh my God, you didn't on the surface look like a guy who looks after himself. But I see your stack of 36 Esquire magazines in the corner. Um, which now leads me to believe that you're actually a specimen. Um, I'm sorry I didn't see that. You looked like a hoarder. But now that I can see with your 36 Esquire magazines in the corner, you're actually um, an alpha male. Um, all right, let's see here. A personal concrete fireplace. <laughs> Terry, I'm going out to the landing just to light my fireplace again, right? Just, um, I just want to stare into the fire, just do man shit. No, um, a pocket photo printer. Photo printer. Um, yeah, and then how soon until I run out of the things that I have to buy that turn out to be more expensive than the thing itself? No, thank you. A brew bottle from Soma. This is a glass travel mug uh, that also works as a cold brew maker and a pour-over maker. Yeah, how soon until I leave it in the fucking fumbly with the last bottle that I lost? My brother Andy sent me a, um, a video of him. And I thought he got it as a free promotional thing. He bought this. It's He got it from Ali, <laughs> AliExpress. It's a bottle that tells you the temperature of the water that you're drinking it's an e-bottle and i'm like how i said this is what happens what's gonna happen right it'll be one week until you lose the, the wire to charge that and you never know what the temperature is and two weeks until you lose it permanently people this is the thing bottles hats they're they're going walkabout right they're only buy them cheap because you're only going to have them for a short period of time 36 pound euro the last tea bottle was like 40 quid these runners look all right um, a 45-second omelette maker. Single-use. Terry will fucking kill me if I bring another single-use thing in here. We got this air fryer, and I'm telling you, I'm even air frying the bread because I'm really trying to prove that. This was another thing I didn't need to buy. I bought an air fryer, right? I got paid for a, a sponsored job, and I bought an air fryer, right? And and I felt fucking dead. <laughs> I bought an air fryer, and I felt dead, but I thought it would come Complete me. I thought it would complete every part of my soul getting this air fryer. And I tell you, it just it just made things a bit dry. I bought it. And I was like, I need I just need the air fryer. This is a perfect example of me just breathing. Maybe I need like a fucking magic word or a mantra or something like that. I'm like Anyway, I'm getting good use out of it anyway, because I'm trying to I'm trying to reclaim that it was a good idea, even though it was a bad idea between me and you. Terry still thinks that I like it. Um so, a 45-second omelette maker from Tony Holman. After years of making eggs, but not quite mastering the perfect omelette, fluffy and light, but not rubbery. This is the gift for the for that man. Uh, it's dead useful and well-crafted and microwavable. What is it? All it is is a bowl. It's a bowl that has, like, a, like a, a, a thing up the middle. Like, it's nice ceramic, to be fair to it, but it, it's got a kind of... Um, a P 
peak in the middle of it. So it's almost like a ring. Do you know what I mean? It's got like a peak up in the middle of it. Like it's a, you know, those, you know, those like little ring things that you leave your rings on your, your nightstand, uh, your bedside locker, or what is an, a European way of saying a fucking drawer beside your bed. Um, it looks like one of them. It's a bowl. It's not a maker. You put eggs in this bowl and you microwave it and they're selling it. Now it is some nice stoneware clay. All right, next here, a dash cam. No one needs to see how bad I am as a driver. A Bluetooth Smart Pen Plus and notebook set from Moleskin. Okay, okay, here we fucking go. So the pen, you write this down. Yeah, it's a magic pen that you write down in the notebook and everything you write in the notebook gets saved onto this app that you're never going to use ever again. Rather than maybe just writing it in your phone or writing it on a notebook and taking a picture of it. Now this is just, you'll get it all saved on a PDF. How dare you charge me 150 quid for something I can do right now for 50p? How dare you? But also, I I get it. I get it because you're like, no, this is more kind of like back to nature. I live one of these kind of hybrid, kind of tactile yet digital. I live in the kind of tactile digital space. No, not working for me. Temperature controlled smart mug two from Ember. This temperature regulating mug will keep every cup of coffee steaming hot for an hour and a half. So great, you got one mug, do you? You got one mug. I'm just washing my mug. Oh, the mug's dirty. Oh, I'll use my other mug. Oh, it's cold again. I spent a hundred euro. I've gone back to my. I I bought. This is another one I bought recently, right? I bought. I thought the thing that would save my life was uh, a electric toothbrush. Charged it once. Charger's in the other room. I haven't charged it again. I've gone back to my old toothbrush, right? It's just in the other room. It's in a different room. It's plugged in in a different room. In the bathroom, there's no plug. So it's in another room. And I haven't, in the last three weeks, put it back on its charging station. And I'd rather not, I've gone back. I found my old toothbrush. This is the logic. This is just the, the default screensaver brain logic that is not thinking. So as soon as you this mug is dirty, you're going to go back to another mug. You, this is you, You're going to get two. This 200 euro. You know what I mean? Not for me. The Nez. Classic edition. Look, this should be, this should be perfect. This is the classic Nintendo Entertainment System. It's back. Preloaded with 30 Nintendo games on it. It should be perfect. But it's £250 on Amazon to play essentially. Mess around with Donkey Kong for a while because you watched The King of Kong. Um play Super Mario Bros. 3 and complete it and have a great time and maybe play a little bit of A Legend of Zelda just so you can listen to some of the music again and the sound effects like when you open up a chest and have a bit of a buzz like that. Beyond that, £250, it's going to be gathering dust in the drawer. And can I recommend this to you, my friend? If you're looking to go down the classic video game route, get yourself a Raspberry Pi, right? That's a small little computer. You can get it for like 30 quid, right? Download onto it uh, a thing called RetroPie. And you can make, you can basically have play any game on this. If you've owned it before, it's legal to download. You can legally download games again, right? Legally. So you can play PlayStation games. You can play Nintendo N64 games. And for 30 quid, maybe 50 quid if you throw in a USB controller. And you can connect it to your TV with a little HDMI out. You can get this little thing. And you can play literally any game that's ever come out. So all I would see if someone got me the NES thing is a kind of grandiose Raspberry Pi with only a handful of the games for five times the price. Because I'm an asshole like that. But it's a nice sentiment. But um, 
thing about Nintendo though is, right? There's £250. You are going to be driving people into the illegal video game piracy market if you keep doing stuff like this. In general, Nintendo, I don't know if they're going to... They're very stuck in their ways, right? They keep to the same price. They don't drop the price of anything. If you were to walk in and buy Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, the most recent, but certainly by no means like a new game in computer exchange secondhand, it would probably be the same price as it was the first day it came out. They don't drop the prices. They don't drop the prices for anything. Um, and they're, they don't, like, people are like, please just give us a good Pokemon game. And they're like, no. Please give us a kind of, you know, a top-down 3D open-world Pokemon game. They're like, no. No, you're not having it. Give us a new Metroid. No. <laughs> no. Give us, you know, or, or even they do something like, Super Mario 64, a game I've talked about a lot, uh, sometimes high, sometimes not on this podcast, um, was re, re-skinned, essentially, with kind of HD upgrades, and it was also packaged in with Super Mario Sunshine for the GameCube and Super Mario Galaxy for the Wii, and it was this whole HD, you know, previous generation 3D Mario thing. And it was only available for a limited time. And it was only available well, mostly online. How is it that a fucking file, that's a game, is only going to be available for a limited time? Just to create some level of supply and demand. Because there's no real scarcity of this thing. Because it's a file on the Nintendo store. You have to create this false scarcity ensuring people buy it. I don't, pl- I don't think so quote Macaulay Culkin I will sooner now what you've done now is mean that I'm only going to play them illegally and you're not going to get a penny right <laughs> I shouldn't help myself for saying that but I'm just saying I'm just saying you're going to drive people anyway moving on um, let's see here uh, Alto Frames Audio Sunglasses okay so these are Bose Sunglasses you know Bose headphones well these are sunglasses so guess what you can lose your glasses and your headphones at the same time, it is at the same beach. <laughs> you know your headphones? Well, you were going to put it all together and you're going to lose everything coming back from the beach. And it'll be one of those things that even if you just lost your sunglasses, you'd be like, oh, well, at least I had a good time. Oh, I lost my headphones. I had a good... I lost everything at the beach. It was so not worth it. <laughs> so there you are. Um, an outdoor pizza oven from Uni. Look, I like what Uni's doing. I like the fact that it's this kind of democratization of pizza. I have said for years, pizza is too expensive. It's shocking, the fact that you get... And I know they do their deals in Domino's, two pizzas for 20, but it's still one for 20. It should be one for 10. So I like the whole democratization of, of pizza. Um, but again, if I had this, I'd be putting fucking everything in it. I'd be putting salads in it. You're coming to hear scorching hot tomatoes coming out of it. So no, thank you. All right, let's see what else. What do you got? Towels. Actually, I wouldn't mind some towels. <laughs> I wouldn't mind some towels. Uh, alarm clock. No, I have a phone. Um, a subscription to Masterclass. All access. I had a... I, uh, <laughs> I, got, I bought a subscription on AliExpress for Masterclass for like a, a login. And it was just the same login. Inf- I spent like two euro on it. And it was the same login information that was given to everyone. And it disappeared after a day. So here's a recommendation for you. Don't buy a subscription to Masterclass on uh, on AliExpress. Although I did watch the entire Aaron Sorkin How to Write a TV Show uh, Masterclass, and it made me just realize that um, I'm not Aaron Sorkin, um, which is a key, key difference there, you know. Um, some pans, pots and pans. Look, no, this is not. This is just not. All right, here we fucking go. 
the Slim Zero Attachable Bidet. Finally, an accessible and affordable way of spraying water on your arse here in Ireland. I Look, I'm not even going to tell you the price yet, but listen to this, right? Room temperature water, a seat sensor, nightlight, spray options, a stainless steel nozzle, adjustable water pressure and nozzle position, economy settings and a slow closing lid. You probably think, what? This is what, €8,000? Let me tell you, I have never seen a smart toilet feature less than €8,000 and I've been looking since the 90s. I remember it was like 98, I was at a friend's house and she lived in a fancy gaff and her dad had imported a Japanese toilet, only spoke Japanese and it would spray water on your hoop, right? And this was back when, back when the only thing you knew about Japan was that there was fancy technology or your dad might have a boss who was Japanese and was coming over for dinner and you couldn't be culturally insensitive, right? They were the only two things that were Japanese back then and one of them was a smart toilet. And I remember looking even up back then, and it was like 8,000 pounds, pounds back then. This is pre-2001, uh, 2002, so um, when the euro came in. So you're probably thinking, what, is this the same price? This is $130, it says here, which I imagine they probably, it was not going to be like for like, it'd probably be 200 euro. But 200 euro to never wipe again, to never wipe your ass again. The biggest inconvenience known to man, wiping your ass. This is exactly the thing. I'm telling Terry, we're getting this. We're getting this straight away. It ships from US delivery. All right, we'll have to figure this out. All right, I'm getting this bidet. 130 euro. She's getting me that. Absolutely. We need a new shower head. We need lo- loads of new stuff. But this is something we need to get right now. Perfect. Right. Next. Self-cleaning water bottle. 100 euro on Amazon. Hey, if it's a water bottle, guess what? It's clean, doofus. What are you, dumb? What are you, bored? What are you putting in it? Oil? Well, maybe stop putting oil in it. If it's water, guess what? I've got a water bottle, guess what? Never been cleaned. Why? Because there's water in it. Because it's just water. Water is cleaning. So, and I'd also lose it, 100 quid. Um, This, look, this is the kind of thing. The Sosomoto in-car dip clip. It's a thing that clips into your thing to hold exactly the right size for McDonald's dipping sauces. Now, it's exactly the thing that I shouldn't have. You clip it on your kind of like your air vent and you can hold sauces. I have eaten many a nug in my car. And I tell you, this is a big inconvenience. I have to stop. It makes me, it actually slows down my day because I have to stop on the corner of the road with the hazards on, eating nuggets. (laughs) If I had the Sosomoto in-car dip clip I could cut my I could cut my 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 nugget consumption time by 75% easily easily this is very interesting and they're only 10 euro I'm into it the Mavic Mini 2 drone oh look I'd love to get into drones I would love to get into drones flying drones doing that whole VR headset where you're flying them through hoops and you know flying alongside the dart and pissing off conductors I would love it right but one, I'm too clumsy. I'd end up crashing it into a tree. A magpie would end up raising it as its own kid, right? And two, I do not have the restraint to not stare in people's windows. I'm sorry. If I had this, you will be, you would end up hearing outside your door. I will be staring in your windows, right? I do not have the restraint. I'm too curious. So I do not need technology. I, don't, I do not need four perfectly balanced lightweight blades, uh, flying blades, and a HD 4K camera. Um, you know, these will these will only you know <laughs> enhance my ability to be an absolute dirtbird pervert, right? I do not need it. not that you'd be getting changed, but I'm just curious. I want to look in your gaff. I will already look in your gaff if you're at the bottom floor of an apartment, 
right? And you have your curtains open. I'll be standing there staring. Daryl Breen's got a great bit about it. I'll be there staring. I do not need technology to help in that perverseness. Is there anything else that tickles my fancy? Kettlebell. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, a toaster. Hang on, it looks fancy. No, I know I do have a... Um... No, I can't be getting a fucking toaster. See, there's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing. Well, look, I hope you really enjoyed this um, Why You Should Buy Nothing guide uh, for 2021. But look, if you are going to buy anything out there, guys, please be sure. <laughs> they shop Irish. Thank you very much for listening. Can I say something, though? If you like this podcast and you would like to listen to more of this podcast, perhaps a better structured version of this podcast, did you know that you can get an extra podcast every single week on a Friday over on patreon.com slash Tony Cantwell for the price of a pint a month? Um, you can get a free podcast every single, well, not free podcast, but that's what you're paying for. You get an extra podcast every Friday. Coming up this Friday, I am doing the supermarket sweep where I'm going into all of the supermarkets in Ireland, well, all the, one of the chains, and I'm going to spend a fiver, and I'm going to see what you can get with the fiver in terms of affordability, what the stock is like, and what the shopping experience is like, and I'm going to be ranking all of the supermarkets in the supermarket suite. You got Tesco, you got Super Value, you got Duns, you got Lidl, you got Aldi, you've even got Fresh, you got Super Value. All of them that are listed in Wikipedia's list of supermarkets um, are being put to the test this Friday. Go check that out. Um, and also, one of the perks of being a Patreon subscriber is you get early bird access to all the gigs as they're announced. And next week, although there's tickets available still for the Vicar Street gig for the 25th and 26th of March, there were some new tickets um, made available there for the top deck. They likely will sell out. There are going to be some new gigs announced next week coming to a city near you in the Irish leg of the tour. There's also going to be a small uh, UK leg of the tour, which I'm very excited about. Um, so... If you want to get early bird tickets, Patreon subscribers will always get tickets first, at least a day or two before all the others. So if you want to go over there and also if you don't want any of that shit and you just like the podcast and you're like, you know what? I wouldn't mind throwing this guy a pint. You can go over to patreon.com slash Tony Campbell and do just that. As well as that, on December 3rd, myself, Kevin McGahern and Justine Stafford are watching Home Alone live and talking over it. And it's going to be a lot of fun in the Omniplex in Ratmines. That's December 3rd, Friday. Tickets are sold out for that, but keep posted on at Tony Har and there will be more of those kind of gigs announced um, in the future. Still can't believe we're getting to do that one, but there will be more in the future. And as well as that, there are still some tickets available for the upcoming gig at the Liberty Hall Theatre. Myself, um, Julie J, Fred Cook, uh, Peter McGann, Colin McDonnell, um, Kevin McGarren's putting it on. You've got Carl Spain, you've Emma Doran, Ed Salmon, um, and likely one person that I'm forgetting, Barry Murphy, and likely another person I'm forgetting. It's a big gig, um, Stand Up to Hunger. It is an aid of UNICEF in support of the Yemenis people during the uh, horrible uh, famine uh, that they're experiencing there. Um, um, but it will be a very fun night of comedy. There's such... I mean, the, the quality is unbelievable, but it's also just so many comedians on it. It's really quite a lot of uh, bang for your buck, and all the money is going to UNICEF, as I said, um, for Yemen. But there's also a raffle. If you go to the Stand Up to Hunger Instagram, there is a raffle where they're giving away some unbelievable things. There is, like, Den merchandise from the 90s. There's a signed poster from Dustin when he ran for, like, a TD <laughs> Dublin poster signed by the bird himself. Um, there's also uh, prints from various designers. There's tickets for pretty much all the gigs, all the big-name gigs um, in Vicker Street next year. Um, there's a lot of things, and again, you're just giving money towards UNICEF, and you might also win something really class. Um, but look, that's me. Thank you very much. All the best. Bye-bye.